Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Welcome to the Breakfast Show's Environment Special, Climate Connections. My name is Charlotte Magai. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. I grew up in uh, Mukuru, one of the biggest slums here in Nairobi. And I lost my parents at a really early age. And at 16, I ended up becoming a teenage mother. So... I sold charcoal by the roadside for a living and I used a traditional stove at home. But one day when my daughter was around two years old, she suffered a very severe burn injury caused by the stove that we were using to cook. And so later on when she got better, I wanted to build a more stable stove that would limit the risk of um, burns in children under the age of five. And while researching how I could go about that, I found out that there were some other problems apart from risk of children burning. There was the problem of household air pollution and the really high cost of fuel. Just like Charlotte, in sub-Saharan Africa alone, more than 950 million people rely on firewood and charcoal for cooking. That number is estimated to grow to 1.67 billion by 2050. Poverty has also driven some to burn animal dung and even plastics. There are two different ways in which people cook using traditional stoves. First, they might use open fires, like you dig a hole, you put three stones next to it, and then you put firewood inside and the pot on top. The other way is an inefficient stove, also made of iron sheet with some clay, sometimes no clay in it, and you put your pot on top of it. And I remember growing up, I didn't necessarily like cooking, but I really, really did not like lighting a stove because it would involve sometimes going outside to fetch for, you know, small steaks or firewood to make the fire or, you know, small peppers. Sometimes when it rained, the firewood would be wet. So there'd be a lot of smoke um, while you're lighting the fire, while you're cooking, your eyes would be itching, you'd be coughing, um, you know, a lot. And that was just the way we live. Um, and sometimes the problem is just because we don't know better, that there are better stoves out there. But most of the time, 90% of the time, it's because we cannot afford an alternative. For these low-income communities, this simple act of cooking a meal often turns deadly. Every year, more than 4 million people die from inhaling contaminants from poorly ventilated stoves and open fires. And because of the prevalence of unsafe stoves and open fires used throughout low-income countries like Africa, indoor air pollution has been ranked one of the top 10 worst health risks by the World Health Organization. People spend a lot of money on cough syrup for their children. There's the issue of pneumonia as well, because sometimes you will be cooking with the stove inside the house when it rains. Sometimes you have that open fire inside your kitchen in the house. So the biggest problem would be that just inhaling a lot of toxic smoke while you cook. And I think some of us got so used to it that when you cook on an efficient stove, on an improved cook stove, you feel like the food tastes different. And because you're so used to, you know, the taste of our traditional stove smelling of smoke, you register that as the normal. So when you cook and there's that lack of smoke in the food, you see that as the food doesn't taste good or it's not well done. Aside from her daughter's injury, 
These were the very reasons that motivated Charlotte to tap on her creative juices to create a safer and cleaner cook stove. The process took quite a while, mostly because I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, and I had this idea of what an efficient stove should be, but I didn't know how or what materials I would use. So I started trying to figure out why it was inefficient. For instance, the the stoves that we use growing up the most, I would say, bougie stove would have been the iron stove with the clay inside it, but. That still wasn't efficient enough. It, it has a thermal efficiency of about 3%. For it to be an efficient stove, it needs to have a thermal efficiency of between 37 and above. And so figuring out what materials would change that. A lot of the times also when we were cooking, a lot of heat was escaping from the stove. So it wasn't concentrated on the pot itself. So you were losing a lot of fuel and ending up to using more or you were using a lot of time cooking because a lot of heat is escaping. So figuring out what materials would concentrate that heat in the middle and center it on the pot to ensure that you're not losing too much of it. And also figuring out what materials retain heat for longer compared to clay that would ensure that your charcoal, if you're using charcoal, burns a little bit longer because the more it burns if it burns properly it reduces radon which is the toxic substance that causes household air pollution um, that you know causes toxic smoke so we then came up with the idea of using alternate materials from clay and light iron sheets and we, we were using on the body of the stove um, heavier metal the metal barrel um, it's recycled, it's cheaper, it's locally available. And on the inside of it, using different materials like mecolite, it's just a special type of sand, but it retains heat. And with the heavy metal, it concentrates heat on the pot. And this continued on for a number of years before we were able to, you know, set up a solution. It's been seven years since Charlotte founded Mukuru Clean Stoves a startup aiming to fight air pollution to better the lives of underserved communities. All through its sustainable stoves made with locally sourced recycled metal and fueled by biomass created from charcoal, wood and sugarcane. Cost, too, is at the center of Charlotte's considerations. The acquisition cost is about $10. If you compare this to traditional cooking methods, it is still more expensive. But the reason why it becomes a cheaper option is when you use our stove, you're able to save at least $2 every single week on fuel consumption costs. But now we recently just discovered carbon credits and we are selling our carbon credits and that this is going to enable us to reduce the cost of our stove to match the price of a traditional stove. Traditional stoves are sold for between 3 to $5 in Kenya, the average one. So we are going to be using carbon offsets to subsidize the cost of a stove to reduce the initial um, acquisition cost for low-income communities because they earn 40 to $100 monthly income. So the acquisition cost is very, very important. So once we reduce that, and coupled with the reduction so far, our stoves have enabled families in Kenya to save about $40 million collectively in fuel consumption costs. But with the fuel that we are coming in with and the carbon offsets, they will be able to increase that to $100 million by 2030. Today, about 400,000 households in Kenya are using Charlotte's cook stoves, which translates to around 2 million people benefiting from her innovative solution. But she says that further market penetration is needed, as about 36 million people in Kenya are still using the more dangerous conventional stoves. 
when you are selling any product to a low-income community, you have to understand that they have other needs that might come first because they have very limited resources. So when you want them to buy a new stove and a traditional stove is about $5 and you're asking them to buy a stove that costs $10, even if it's going to last longer, the fact that you're asking them to spend more money up front is a problem. So it has to make a lot of financial sense for them. So I think the best way for us that we have used as a marketing way to get people to buy our stoves is to be able to demonstrate the savings that they make. And over the years, we have enabled families to be able to see the differences in fuel consumption costs within their communities, within their households. And this is what has, you know, put us in a position where we're able to sell stoves to households that, for the most part, have to worry about buying food and also just working with our initial you know early adopters to show people who haven't bought the stove the savings they have made the fact that they cook faster for instance they cook using less fuel that has really helped people um you know move towards adopting um our clean cook stoves charlotte's persistence and hard work have not gone unnoticed she emerged one of the winners of the Earthshot Prize in 2022, and through that she received £1 million, as well as tailored support to help scale up. We have set up a new production facility. It's about 10,000 square foot, four times bigger than the facility that we had before. This increases our production capacity um, now to 500,000 units a year. The production capacity we had before was about 200,000 in the previous facility. The Astrid Prize has also enabled us to develop a new fuel. We're using agricultural waste to manufacture malaria-fighting briquettes. So this ensures that when you're burning it, it not only eliminates the toxic smoke that would come out if you were using charcoal, but it also turns your entire household into a mosquito repellent zone. And also really gearing up to launch our stoves in West Africa within the next maybe 18 months. This was The Breakfast Show's Environment Special, Climate Connections on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.